Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. And how can you not be? It's WrestleMania week. The week has finally arrived. Unless you're going to everything that's not named WWE, which I guess <laughs> if you're Mark, that would be your case. But I'll be going to WrestleMania this weekend, so I'm pretty amped up right now. Yeah, man. Just uh, going back and forth with, uh, with you and Mark in a group chat. Uh, he, he He's actually flying to... Uh, to New York to go, to, you know, for WrestleMania weekend. You know, he's going to everything else except WrestleMania. So I'm kind of disappointed with him about that. But hopefully, he has a good time. I know you will. I think I think you're going to a couple of events as well. Um, but 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 Graham, you mentioned it, it is WrestleMania time. But does it feel like WrestleMania to you? With the, you know, now we got a you know an official card. I think about 15 matches in total. You know, we just started getting you know to 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 finalize some matches, uh, even as of Monday and Tuesday on Raw and SmackDown. But does it feel like WrestleMania weekend to you? Honestly, it does. Just because, and again, I'm biased because I'll be there for a lot of the events. But putting that aside, I think I would be remiss if I did not say that the road to WrestleMania has been fairly underwhelming this year, at least for WWE, because obviously WrestleMania weekend is a lot more than just about WrestleMania, because now you have TakeOver on Friday in New York, which is going to be amazing. You have G1 Supercar from Ring of Honor, New Japan on Saturday. In addition to all the other events going on WrestleMania weekend, you know, WrestleCon, WrestleMania Access, Raw, Joey Janela's Spring Break, everything else that's going on this weekend. So you can still be excited for Mania weekend and not be excited for Mania itself. Um, but yeah, I've only just recently been getting into WrestleMania mode in the last couple of days, realizing that, holy shit, WrestleMania is coming up in like four days. So I'm pretty pumped right now. But I do agree that the road to WrestleMania has left a lot to be desired on the whole. So we are embarking on the 35th WrestleMania. Before we get to that, I want to rewind back uh, this week. We got, you know, we do got a couple anniversaries to celebrate. Um, WrestleMania five celebrated its 30th anniversary yesterday on April 2nd and we're gonna have um, on the 5th I think Wrestlemania 25 celebrates its 10th anniversary so um, what do you recall most from Wrestlemania 5 and from Wrestlemania 25 well, I think needless to say, WrestleMania Five is best known for the uh, culmination of the Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, Mega Power storyline, which is regarded and rightfully so as one of the greatest wrestling storylines, WWE or otherwise, ever told. Um, just the year-long build from Savage winning the belt to WrestleMania Four mm-hmm. to the uh, tag team to the breakup to Savage showing jealousy, the match being great, yeah. and Hogan was not an amazing in-ring performer. I mean, the guy's regarded and again rightfully so as one of the greatest of all time, but for different reasons. Savage 
really got a great match out of him. And um, it was an awesome storyline, the incorporation of Elizabeth and everything else. Hogan finally overcoming, not really the odds. It was kind of expected that he would win. But, uh, yeah, finally getting uh, or giving Savage his comeuppance and becoming champion. It was a great year-long story, and I think one of the most underrated, not underrated, but like one of the best and strongest stories they told in the first, I would say, 10 years of WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you really go back and rank every WrestleMania main event from the first 10 years, I would say that one's up there, if not number one. Uh, Because, you know, a lot of those matches, Hogan and um, King Kong Bundy, the first WrestleMania tag team match, even obviously the Andre match is the biggest moment they've ever done. But um, the best match they've ever done in those first 10 years of WrestleMania, that would have to rank up there as one of the best. WrestleMania 25, not as great of a show by any means. Um, Obviously best known for Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. The match was a complete instant classic. Um, you can watch it back today and still enjoy the hell out of it, even a decade later. But uh, that match should have closed WrestleMania 25 as opposed to Triple H and Randy Orton, that stinker of a WrestleMania main event. But uh, yeah, 25, not the, not my favorite WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but it is um, obviously iconic for that Michaels-Taker match alone. WrestleMania 25, I'm looking at it right now, if I can get it. Oh, so you so you won't go back to watch 25 to see, uh, uh, oh my God. Matter of fact, the card real quick, because I, I always love doing it, because there's a big difference of, and I'll get to WrestleMania 5 real quick. WrestleMania 25 had nine matches compared to the 15, we're going to get a 35. Um the Colognes against Miz and Morrison, CM Punk winning the Money in the Bank ladder match against Christian Finley, Kane, Kofi Kingston, Mark Henry, MVP, and Shelton Benjamin, Santina Morella uh, winning a Miss WrestleMania oh, Battle Royal. That was such shit. That was awful. Throwing out Beth Phoenix, who returns to WrestleMania this, uh, on Sunday. Chris Jericho defeated Jimmy Snuka, Ricky Steamboat, and Roddy Piper. Uh, Matt Hardy defeated Jeff Hardy. Um, Rey Mysterio defeated JBL. Taker defeated Shawn Michaels, as you mentioned. John Cena defeated the Big Show and Edge in a triple threat title match for the World Heavyweight Championship. And Triple H defeated Randy Orton. So, nine matches for WrestleMania 25. I think WrestleMania 5 is going to be way more than that. Um... 14 matches on WrestleMania 5. So, yeah, so 30 years 30 years later, WrestleMania 35 wants to replicate that. Um, Hercules defeated King Haku. Wow, off to a great start. Twin Towers defeated the Rockers. Beefcake, who is now going to be in the Hall of Fame, defeated uh, DiBiase. The Bushwhackers defeated the Fabulous Rujos. Mr. Perfect defeated the Blue Blazer. Demolition defeated the Powers of Pain. Dino Bravo Defeated Ronnie Garvin. The Brain Busters defeated Strike Force. Jake Roberts defeated Andre the Giant. Heart Foundation defeated Greg Valentine and the Honky Tonk Man, who's also going in the Hall of Fame. And the Heart Foundation going in the Hall of Fame um, this year. Rick Rude defeated the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bad News Brown defeated. Uh, no, Brad, New- Brad News Brown and Jim Duggan in a double DQ. The Red Rooster defeated the Brooklyn Brawler. That was the match before Hogan and Savage. I'm still shocked that the Red Rooster 
and <laughs> the Brooklyn. I mean, it's likely of, filler, to be honest. Yeah. With you. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of mania, man. Like popcorn but, match. You know, fucking. <laughs> um, it was supposed to be the Funkasaurus, the Funkadactyls versus yeah. Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow a couple of years ago, and the Bella Twins. Like, mm. just because it goes on the second to last doesn't mean it's like a main yeah. event match by any means. And then the main event, Hogan defeated Macho Man in 17 minutes to win the world title. So, um, uh, very memorable card. Um, if you go back, if you're a big nostalgia fan like I am, I think the main match right off the top is Hogan Savage. Maybe after that, Warrior and Rude. Um, and I think that's pretty much as far as the standouts. But uh, 30 years, WrestleMania 5. If you haven't seen it, go ahead on the network and check it out. And WrestleMania 25 at 10. If you haven't seen Taker and Sean, which many regard that as the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Graham, do you still have Taker and Sean at number one as far as WrestleMania matches of all time? I have to. I would I would be remiss if I didn't say that it was uh, number one on my list. Still, to this day, I mean, there's matches that come close to being the best WrestleMania match ever, but Michaels and Taker, I'm not going to say has to be number one. It's obviously, it's all subjective, but um, I, I, I still maintain a decade later that Michaels and Taker is the best WrestleMania match story everything um ever told at a wrestlemania to this day even you know 10 years later in the 35 years of wrestlemania that match is the perfect package and where do you put hogan savage that's a good question um i, I know <laughs> Ty, uh you know best main events in mania history would be up there it would have to be top 10 if not top five mm-hmm. for the story told the match itself in every match ever um it's hard to say i would say it's it's on the list it's definitely one of the best WrestleMania matches ever for various reasons, not because it was as great in the ring as Michaels and Taker. It had a better story long-term than Michaels and Taker did. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was still an amazing moment, match, build-up, everything. So all things considered, it would have to be up there. I don't know if I would put it top five just because we've had some great matches at WrestleMania over the last 35 years. Right. Everything from the aforementioned Michaels-Taker match to even Benoit, Triple H, and uh, Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 20, the three-way world champion match you know we've had a lot of great mania matches over the years uh you can go back to Shawn michaels and scott hall razor ramon and the ladder match for the intercontinental championship right Uh, so it's hard to say really obviously it was a different time back then too so back then i think a lot of people would have said greatest match of all time uh but the same can be said for hogan and warrior too that had an equally amazing moment Mm -hmm. a great match for different reasons in terms of crowd environment and atmosphere and whatnot and the aftermath wasn't as great warrior didn't pan out as a main event superstar as the officials had hoped at the time um but that's also up there as a great mania match just not main event so it's hard to say but it's obviously on the list somewhere Right. And as I mentioned, um, we do have Hawkey Talk Man, the Heart Foundation, going in the Hall of Fame along with Harlem Heat, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Tory Wilson, and D Generation X. So, what do you make of that Hall of Fame class um, going in this weekend? It's good. It's solid overall, I would say. It's not the greatest, well rounded Hall of Fame class they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems very random on paper um they started out strong with the announcement of d generation x going in and china going in is cool but 
you know, the Hard Foundation, that that that's that's great. They have a lot of tag teams going in this year between DX, Hard Foundation, and Harlem Heat. I'm not a big fan of the two-time Hall of Famers. I think I've said that here on the show before. I just I don't like that. With three people going in twice in the same fucking year, it just feels lazy to me. Um Harlem Heat, one of the best tag teams ever, but then why induct Booker T on his own? Like his accomplishments, I would assume, in going in by himself had a lot to do with the fact that you know uh, his harlem heat days so why is he going into ice but nonetheless um you know uh, brutus the barber beefcake i can't really complain the guy was hardly an accomplished competitor in the ring but he was a very memorable character and they induct people because they're memorable characters honky tonk man we talked about this weeks ago but yeah he held the ic championship for over like a year and a half but beyond that what else did he do in this company pretty much nothing so for that one accolade alone he's going into the hall of fame because he was a memorable character from the 80s and 90s mm. um it is what it is i think there's other people that could have gone in bam bam bigelow i'm really shocked is not going in. I think a large part of that is because of how they're already inducting two people who have since passed away, that being Jim Neidhart and China. They probably don't want another Pothamus inductee for this year's class, which is mm. kind of sucks because he's from the New, Jer- New York, New Jersey area. He's from fucking New Jersey. So this would make sense as any other time to induct him, but they're not going to, whatever. Um, I'm glad I'm not going. I want to go to a Hall of Fame someday just to say that I've been there, but this is not the class that I would want to attend just because it, it's not all that strong on paper by any means. Yeah. Um, I, I saw the Beefcake one, and I'm, uh, you know, it, I, I guess for a character um sake that's why he gets in i don't think he has a lot uh the resume isn't there as far as winning titles but i think there's more to the hall of fame as as just winning titles is about character and, and culture wise and you know what you meant to the business at that time same with the honky tonk man one of the greatest characters of all time uh one time intercontinental champion i, I guess the longest reigning ic champ but that was really it, but I think it's it's an overall decent class. You know, congrats to all of them. Um, so we got Harlem Heat DX Hard Foundation, which I was I was gonna get really mad if they put Harlem Heat in before the Hard Foundation. So I'm glad they did that. Honky, Beefcake, Tory Wilson, and I think that was it. So you know, congrats to all of them. So now we get Graham. We get to WrestleMania 35, uh, MetLife Stadium, New Jersey. You'll be there. Um, did you know that this is the fourth WrestleMania to be held in the state of New Jersey? I think I knew that just because they had obviously 29 there and then Trump Plaza and five and six. Is that correct? Four and five. Four and five. Okay. So I was one year off. But yeah, yeah, I think I knew that. But that that's a lot for New Jersey. Just considering. I know, right? And honestly, they're, they're not probably coming back here anytime soon. And I, <laughs> I might be wrong on that, but just from what I've heard, the travel alone for people getting from one place to another is going to be fucking terrible yeah. um, just in terms of transit and stuff like that. And I like New York, but I don't think it's an ideal place to hold a WrestleMania, specifically because the weather, you know, is not going to be nice. Um, it's not going to be bad. I don't think it's supposed to rain as of now, but which would be interesting because it's bound to happen one of these years of WrestleMania. But uh, you, you kind of anticipate good weather. Florida, when I went a few years ago, was awesome. Yeah. And um, last year, New Orleans, I don't believe was bad either. I wasn't there for that, but I heard that was pretty good. So, mm. um, yeah, New York is not ideal weather for this time of the year, but hopefully it won't be too terrible. Well, next year it'll be in Tampa, so I know it'll be a, a lot warmer than it'll be now. I think they got it uh, as of now. Cloudy 58, so bundle up, Graham. 
Uh, oh, I will be. I'll be bringing multiple <laughs> sweatshirts and, and, and jackets, yes. Um, and this would be the sixth WrestleMania in the New York City metro area, 1, 2, 10, 20. No, I'm sorry, 1, 2, 4, 5, 20, 10, 29, and now 35. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, they love New York. All right, let's get right to it, man. Um as the pre-show goes, we have Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese. You know, I don't watch 205 Live at all. So, this, with all due respect, this match may not mean much to me. But who do you have, Buddy Murphy as a champion or Tony Nese? I got uh, Buddy Murphy losing the title here. Tony Nese is his backyard of New York, New Jersey. I think he's from the New York area. Um, it makes sense as any other time to take the championship off of Murphy. With 205 Live, it's a good show. It's better than it used to be, but it's still a ceiling. I feel like if you're associated with that show for too long, you're just kind of written off as a cruiserweight. Thankfully, Ali had been there for a long time, but there was still time for him to become better than that because he was better than that show. I think Cedric Alexander, the same thing can happen with him, but Ali... I mean, granted, he's not involved in anything of note at WrestleMania, but at one point, he likely could have faced Daniel Bryan for the title had um, he not gotten hurt. But nonetheless, um, I think Buddy Murphy is better than 205 Live. Not to say that he's going to move off the show as soon as after, as soon as uh, post WrestleMania, but hopefully sooner rather than later. He's already eliminated all the competition on 205 Live. Nice just makes sense to be the one to beat him for the belt at WrestleMania. So I see a title change here. Tony Nice, your new Cruiserweight champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to forget. I know NXT TakeOver is on Friday, so I will get to that card after this. Um, Also on the pre-show, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, It is what it is. I I, I would assume Braun Strowman is going to win that unless something crazy happens, but I go with Braun. What you got? I mean, yeah, Braun would obviously be the, <laughs> the best choice. And I just hesitate to give an answer just because I could not care less about this match whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I could not give two shits about this matchup. But if it's not Braun, um, Owens is not currently advertised for anything at WrestleMania. So if he enters, I hope he wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw, I think it was Solomonster on Twitter. I pitched the idea of Owens entering, throwing out Strowman to win the whole thing after all the abuse he took in the hands of Strowman last summer, which led nowhere, by the way. So that would be kind of a cool moment, giving Owens a you know a rare WrestleMania victory. I know he lost last year and three years ago. He won at WrestleMania 33, though. But, um, yeah, no, I hope Owens wins this thing if it's not Strowman. Um, I know some of the betting odds are showing Kurt Hawkins winning, which sounds comical, but they're in New York, which is where he's from. Yeah. He hasn't won a match in two and a half years. He has to win eventually. So why not in the loser battle royal at WrestleMania? I think it'd be a pretty cool moment, assuming they don't go for the Raw Tag Team titles, which has also been rumored. So right. I'll say um, I'll say Strowman just because why not? Because currently Owens is not advertised, but Hawkins is a dark horse, and Owens is on that list of candidates as well. But I'll, currently I'll go with Strowman. Well, this is a battle royal that they can – I think they've done it in the past where they have, like, outsiders come in, like – Yeah. Shaq they fucking Tatanka in there a yeah, couple years Tatanka, ago. Yeah, Shaq too. Shaq, so, you know, hey, recently retired Gronk is out there. You never know. Hey, he has history with the battle royal. He helped I Mojo know. Raleigh win it two years ago, so you never know. Exactly. Or, hey, why not uh, Conor McGregor? It's not happening. <laughs> He's recently retired, too. Um, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal – is up there too in the pre-show. Um, I really don't know who who's in it. Um, if Oscar's if Oscar's in it, maybe her. I really don't have a choice in this in, in this battle royal. 
Well, Asuka was the last woman standing on SmackDown this week when they kind of hyped both Battle Royals and that mm-hmm. massive clusterfuck 18-person tag oh, yeah, team that match, crazy. Yeah, which yeah. to me sends the message that she's not winning, mm-hmm. um, which would be great if she won. She kind of deserves to win after being kind of fucked over for an actual WrestleMania match. That being said, though, um, I think it's going to be Lacey Evans. She's been all over WWE TV for months now. True, It's yeah. got to be leading somewhere. And unless she win, if she doesn't win this thing, then she's coming back like the Raw, or not coming back, but like wrestling on the Raw or SmackDown at the WrestleMania. A lot like Emma a few years ago, like they hyped the return of Emma and she never came back until like the Raw after Mania, which was cool. So, um, but I'm putting my money on her winning this whole thing. I think Asuka wins, quote unquote, and then Lacey Evans tosses her over to actually win the Battle Royal. So she's my pick. You know what? I will go with that too because she's been coming in and out of randomly in these matches just to come out there, do a little strut and then leave. And, you know, I, I guess that has to culminate at some time and why not at WrestleMania. And since, since I mentioned Oscar, it's amazing how a year later at WrestleMania, you have like this, this rise and fall, um, not any blame on her or even Nakamura, but it's, it's like how they were both in the title picture last year and you fast forward a year later and both neither one when i say not on the car not on the main card i think nakamura would be in um well he's on the, in the, the the fatal four way but still um kind of kind of weird how both of them had great promise last year going into mania and they both won the royal rumble matches and he fast forward now and it's like you kind of plug in Nakamura into a fatal four-way tag tag uh, title match. Oscar's Oscar's gonna be in a battle royal. Um, again, no fault of their own, but it just amazes me how what kind of year they had. You know? Yeah, I know. It's sad to see how far some people have fallen. Specifically, Oscar was in that you know big match with Charlotte last year, and she lost her first loss in like two and a half years since coming to WWE, which is a long time. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of the end for her. And obviously she went on to become SmackDown Women's Champion. But how much does that really mean when she was an afterthought for the better part of her reign? And, you know, Strowman wasn't doing a lot at WrestleMania last year, but, you know, he was still really, really over. And he's still over to an extent, but not nearly as hot as he was a year ago. And now he's in the Battle Royal again. Strowman, truth be told, has never really been a focal point at WrestleMania for as long as he's been with the main roster. Because, you know, this year's in the Battle Royal. Two years ago, he was in the Battle Royal and didn't win. He got tossed out halfway through. Um, last year, he was in that throwaway Raw Tag Team title match. So he has yet to really get that, like, big WrestleMania moment. So uh, whatever, though. But, you know, that, that it, it kind of goes to show how below to the roster is at the moment with star power that they have too much talent they don't know what to do with and that the buck starts and stops with vince mcmahon there are you kind of surprised because i know you mentioned kevin owens not being you know officially on the card he might be in the battle royal but are you surprised that a guy like elias for the second straight year does not have an official match at wrestlemania not really, because like I said, they just have a lot of talent on the roster, and there's only so much you can do with these guys without running the risk of doing like WrestleMania 2000 all over again, where it's like multi-man match all across the card. That's the issue with having such a great roster, because I would say they have the best, most talented roster right now than they have ever had at any point in this company's history, um, with the exception of maybe 2000. 2000 had a great roster. Between like Jericho, Benoit, Rock, Austin, Triple H, Taker, Kane, you name it, they were on that fucking roster. That was like the peak of the Attitude Era, I would argue. But WrestleMania 2000 was a mess because they didn't have enough 
you know, spots in the card for everybody. So they had to do triple threats and fit four ways and this shit and battle Royals. And it was a fucking mess. Um, the same thing could be said for WrestleMania's 34, 35, 33. Like they have way too much talent, even with the brand split. And, you know, a lot of people are getting their shine like AJ Styles. If he wasn't in a one-on-one match, I think people would be pissed. So there's only so many people you can do that with. I think Balor and Bobby could have been a multi-man match because as a, as a one-on-one match, I could not give a shit about Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. So you could have thrown Elias in there for a multi-man IC title match. Beyond that, though, I can't say I'm shocked because at least Elias can still get his moment in another form or fashion mm-hmm. without being in the Battle Royal because he could always be interrupted by The Rock, by Hulk Hogan. He, can, he, he might actually benefit from being in a moment like that as opposed to being another just another guy in a Battle Royal. Just a quick segue. As, as you're telling me your answer, I'm looking at Twitter and the WWE put out a, a tweet saying, um, it's like a video, the greatest WrestleMania main event is blank. And they give you six choices. They give you Warrior Hogan from six. They give you Brett Sean from 12. They give you Austin and The Rock from 17. They give you Rock and Cena from 28. Daniel Bryan, Batista, Orton from 30. And... Roman Brock from 31. They only gave you six choices. So who you got? That's a tough one. I would honestly eliminate right off the bat. And you're going to hate me saying this, Randy, but the Iron Man match, it was a very good match, but I think it is a tad bit overrated just because a lot of that match was filler. Um, But it was a great match though. It's not the greatest main event of all time by any stretch. That said, ah, Shit, I, 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 it's hard to say. Hogan and Warrior is up there. I don't think it's number one. 31 and 30 are also tough that they included those on there because those are great matches. Uh, I'm tempted to say 30 because the, the early goings of that triple threat were kind of dead. But once they picked up the pace, it was a great match. Brian getting his moment was awesome. So I'm tempted to say that match. Did you say, did they include Michaels and Taker by any chance in 26 or no? No, they did not. That would be my. That would be the best mania main event in my opinion. That would it would be Michaels and Taker, and it's not even on there. Uh, just because it wasn't as good as the first one, but it's still better than any other mania, mania main event they've ever done. So that that would be my pick. But there are some close calls there for sure. So you would have thirty over seventeen with the Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a great match, but and it was an amazing WrestleMania, and it's up there. But I don't think it's the best mania main event they've ever done yeah it was a cool swerve but it was a dumb swerve in retrospect and they've had better matches before um and just that the beatdown with fucking vince and rock or vince and stone cold beating down the rock with a chair lasted way too long but it was still a great match i'm just nitpicking that's merely mm. nitpicking i would still go with uh i would still go with 26 over 17 and in, in terms of the main event not the overall show you know it's crazy because you're you are the second person this week to tell me that, hey, WrestleMania 12, Iron Man match, uh, it's kind of overrated. And then like, I'm on Twitter defending um, the Iron Man match, and you're the second person to tell me that. I, we, we need to have a quick dialogue of why you feel <laughs> the Iron Man, Brett Sean, is overrated because... I think people lose track of, yeah, it's an hour long, um, nobody had a fall, and they went to sudden death, and it was just too long, and I'm like, well, that's the story, because if Brett and Sean were considered the best 
in the world at that time, why would Brett be shown three times and Sean beat Brett three times? And that makes you feel like, you know, if you're the best and I can beat you three times, then you ain't the fucking best. That's why they went to a, a, a sudden death round with 0-0 zero, zero, and they had the, the last minute where Brett had Sean in the sharpshooter where you thought Sean was going to tap out. He did not. And I think just the story that they built um, prior to that and you know eventually afterwards um, am I saying it's the greatest main event in WrestleMania history I think it, I think it's up there but I think people like to say it's overrated because it wasn't like what you see now you know fast pace and this and that it, it, it was very drawn out and I think at that time you talk about you're talking like 1996 something brand new at the time to have an all an hour long Ironman match but my thing is at that time who else are, are you going to have a, an Ironman match with besides Brett and Sean so I want to hear from you why in 2019 we are saying not me you are saying that <laughs> Iron Man match, WrestleMania 12 is overrated. I ju- I've just seen better Iron Man matches, and I'm not arguing that it's not good because they went zero and zero until the final five minutes. I thought the final stretch was fantastic. Just as an overall match, it's not as great as people make it out to be because you have two of the best of all time. doesn't mean that it was an instant classic. I just think that the way that it was laid out with it, it was like if you really sit down and watch it, it's not that exciting overall, and I'm not. I know that it was 1996, so it's a different time than it was now. Than it, than it is now, but um, it, it seems like they kind of do a big spot every five minutes just to keep people invested. And it, it's tough because it was, it was the first Iron Man match they ever did, so they're really kind of setting the blueprint for every Iron Man match to follow. But a lot of it was rest holds and just it was just boring until like the last five or 10 minutes. And I'm not saying that they should have been pinning each other every 10 minutes, like going five and four, like fucking John Cena and Randy Orton or Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins last year, which I will argue that was not a great Iron Man match either. That was completely rushed. It was the exact opposite of this Iron Man match, which had nothing going on. The Rollins Ziggler one had way too much going on. Um, and that was only 30 minutes. And that one went like five to six or something like that with this one. It just felt like they kind of dragged on and on and on. And they were just kind of biding time until they got to the 60 minute mark. And today, if that happened, people would have shit all over this. And I mean, there's, there's a way to create a more compelling match without doing you know, finishers every 10 minutes, but they could have told a better story than they did. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a bad match. I just don't think it's by any means the best mania main event ever. And the match or the moment with Michael's winning was great. I'm not arguing that or the final stretch, which was amazing as an overall package. I think I've seen better Ironman matches like triple H in the rock from like 2000 or something like that. That was a great Iron Man match that was more exciting from bell to bell than what we saw here. Again, all subjective, just just entirely my opinion, but that's my two cents on that. Graham, they were they, they were wrestling for an hour. Do you think they're going to go all all out in the first 10 minutes? If they did that, there is no there, there is no Iron Man match. They, they'll they'll be dead. No, I know that. But again, we've seen other Iron Man matches where they do a better job of keeping you invested than what we saw here. And again, it was it was wrestling. It was great wrestling, but sometimes great wrestling doesn't make for the best matches. Like AJ Styles and Chris Jericho had a great wrestling match or mania like a couple years ago. No one cared because it wasn't really all that exciting. There's a way to mix that with 
again, I mean, it wasn't the times either because 96, they had a lot of good matches that year. Michaels had went on to have great matches mm-hmm. as WWE champion that were much better than this. I think the honestly, the time was what hurt them the most because uh, they just almost had too much time to work with and they had a lot of time to waste. When you kind of make it a 30-minute match even, I think the match would have been a lot more entertaining as opposed to what we saw um, here. I mean, the matches with McFoley and Kevin Nash, I would argue even those matches were better than this match. I just want to note that Graham Matthews, he's, you know, he's on Twitter at WrestleRant. He's the one that said, oh he's the one that said WrestleMania 12 Iron Man match is overrated. Not me. Um, anyway, back to 35. So now we are on the main card. Where do I even start? Um, I just announced yesterday the Usos, Ricochet, Aleister Black, The Bar, and Nakamura Rusev will be in a Fatal 4-Way, which is, you know, <laughs> they love Fatal 4-Ways. Um, fatal 4-Way tag match for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Hmm. So now we have Ricochet and Aleister Black going for the SmackDown titles. They, they, they just fought for the Raw titles the night before. So, one, are you shocked that Ricochet and, and Aleister Black are in this match for the SmackDown titles? And two, who do you got winning this match? Yeah, it seems a bit random. Not to say that Black and Ricochet haven't been on SmackDown since they got called up and they haven't been involved in the Tag Team title match because they have been. But they have been much more involved in the Raw Tag Team title picture than they have been in the SmackDown one. They literally just contended for the Raw Tag Team titles on Monday, and then the next night they're added to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. It's very illogical. I would have done the Revival versus Black and Ricochet in a rematch at WrestleMania. Um, and it's not like, oh, we have no other teams to put in the SmackDown match. You have the fucking Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys who are on a, a journey to become SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the one Tag Team titles they have never held, they're in the goddamn Battle Royal. That makes zero sense. Unless it was... I mean, you could have done the Usos versus the Hardys straight up, which would have made way more sense. But even if you didn't want to do that, you could have still done the four-way with them involved as opposed to Black and Ricochet. And I love Black and Ricochet. They just do not make nearly as much sense to be in this match as the Hardy Boys do. Putting that aside... Um, this should be a fun match. I assume it's on the actual show unless otherwise noted. I think it's on the main card. Um, I would say that another team, like the, the issue here was that, okay, the Usos are rumored to be leaving after WrestleMania in April. That's when their contracts expire. They got to get the belts off them and you wouldn't put them on black and ricochet so soon. I don't think so. Anyway, the bar been there, done that a million times. Rusev and Nakamura are not tag team championship worthy. So what do you do? I literally just read a couple minutes ago, the Usos have since, uh, reportedly anyway, agreed to new deals with WWE. They'll be around for the foreseeable future. So in that case, I think the Usos walk out still tag team champions. And you mentioned um, as of a half hour ago, um, my guy Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful and also PW um, Insider that the Usos have indeed signed new deals to stay so there you go yeah makes sense to me so i think they're winning here because of that okay um i would i would take the usos um i don't see the bar win. i don't, I don't want the bar winning again nakamura rusev i don't think that'll last um after wrestlemania the ricochet and alice black um no i think i think i think it's too early for them even on smackdown or even the raw titles i think it's too quick for them to win uh, the titles um what we got here another fatal four-way tag match this time for the women's tag titles we got the uh bailey and sasha the divas of doom which i just heard on monday for beth phoenix and natalia 
Um, the Iconics and Nia Jax and Tamina. Do Bailey and Sasha retain, or do you think we have new women tag team champions, Graham? I would keep the belts on Bailey and Banks. There's no reason to take the titles off them so soon. The Iconics just do nothing for me. Uh, Nia Jax and Tamina are terrible. And then Beth, I, I would assume this is a one-off. So uh, I would keep the belts on Banks and Bailey. There's plenty more opportunities for them to defend on both Raw, SmackDown, and even in NXT as well that they haven't tapped into yet. So I think Banks and Bailey walk out still the champs. Um, I think Sasha and Bailey retain. Because I know we'll get to it later, but I think they just want like a all four horsewomen walking out with a belt. Um, well, I can't say that now because since the main event is going to be winner take all. That was the initial thought I had. So now, um, scratch that. I, I still think Bailey and Sasha win. The the Beth Phoenix and Talia, no. I if it's somebody if if somebody were to win, I think it would be the Iconics. Um, if it's not them, I think Bailey and Sasha retain. All right, so that's match number two. Where do we go now? Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Eh, not really too much, you know, excited for that. But I think Samoa Joe retains. Who you got? The issue with this match is that it has potential to be good, but there's been zero build for this match on TV. Exactly. Because uh, they've, they've just invested, and I love this story, but they've invested way too much time in the Kofi Kingston storyline that it's come at the expense of a storyline or a feud like this. Mysterio Pinjo a few weeks ago, we haven't heard really anything else about it since. They've taped a few videos for like .com that they showed with Mysterio and his son, which went nowhere, by the way. Um, but that was it. There has been no other word on this match whatsoever. Mysterio lost on Raw. Samoa Joe has been losing left and right. I, I'm looking forward to the match, but it's really low on the list of matches I'm excited for just because, again, it could be good in the ring, but the build has been almost non-existent. Whereas with like Mysterio and Andrade, at least they had a feud going for a few months. So I don't know what happened there. But um, I think this is going to be one of those matches that's only going to get a few minutes, if that. Assuming it even happens, because Mysterio reportedly is injured right now after suffering an injury on Raw this week. So he may not even make it to WrestleMania. So assuming the match happens as planned, um, I would assume it gets maybe five minutes in Joe retains. I think it's going to be pretty forgettable, to be honest. Unfortunately, because I think these two could go in there and have a good match. I don't think they'll be given the opportunity to uh, do so. Well, Graham, you know, uh, uh, a handful of these matches don't have a great build walking into WrestleMania. Samoa Joe Mysterio, the fatal four-way for the SmackDown title just happened last night. There's no build for that. Um, even the build for the for the woman tag titles, it, it, you know, it wasn't really there. Just a whole bunch of people put together. Um, so it's like, that's why when I ask you, does it feel like WrestleMania time um, in the beginning? That's where I'm like, you know, you see what's, what's happening on TV. You see the builds and majority of these builds should have been started at, 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 at the Royal Rumble. That didn't happen. Then you have Fastland. Then you had the Chamber. Then it's, it's like three, four months went by. And still, you, you're just putting together matches in the last two, two, three weeks. Even Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan has been doing a better job of trying to get a build for that. And that just that just came within the last month. So, um, I, think Samoa, I think Samoa Joe wins, retains the belt. I don't think Mysterio is going to win that match. Uh, what we got here even the, the Bobby Lashley Finn Balor for the uh, IC title so now we get the demon Finn Balor he uh, prepared for Bobby Lashley but you know we did not we don't we don't get the demon for Brock Lesnar 
but the demon wants to come out for Bobby Lashley of all people. So the build for that <laughs> is like Bobby was champion, then Phil Balor wins it, then uh, he loses it again, and like there's no real story. So again, you get Lashley, Finn Balor, IC title. I think Finn Balor is going to win because he's going to be dressed up as a demon so it doesn't make sense for him to come back and or the demon to come back and him, him to fucking lose so I got Finn Balor winning but still I I, I want to find a reason to care about this match but I just don't yeah I can't give you a reason either Randy I don't care about this either so if you're expecting me to like give you a reason for it I can't just because this match does nothing for me either I mean demon no demon who gives a shit um, I mean I like the <laughs> demon it's going to be cool to see you get a Wrestlemania entrance but beyond that like this is Eh, it's you know we've seen the match multiple times by this point you know in the ring it won't be any better than the last few times so i would love for it to be as short as balor's match with baron corbin back at SummerSlam when he brought back the demon and the match was like 30 seconds that'd be great if it, it was if it was just one giant extended squash but beyond that this is nothing new um the outcome i see balor regaining the gold i don't know why he lost it or won it in the first place if they were just gonna play hot potato with it exactly but um yeah the demon i don't think has yet lost in wwe so i think uh he wins here and he becomes ic champion again so why do they have the demon come out for bobby lashley and not for brock lesnar at the royal rumble because they didn't want to have Balor lose as the demon, yeah, I think is the only real reason why they did that. Because they knew Brock wasn't losing, so um, they didn't want the demon to lose either. So that's why yeah. they did that. But I, I understand what you're saying because that would have been a bigger deal had he wrestled as the demon of the Rumble. We have Kurt Angle in his uh, farewell match against Baron Corbin. Even though everybody on the planet does not want to see Baron Corbin in the spot, they wanted John Cena or just anybody else except Baron Corbin. But as of right now, it is Baron Corbin, Kurt Angle. Um, I do see a scenario where Baron Corbin, Corbin wins because you know when you're on your way out, you know the norm is to 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 lose in your final match. You know, so we've seen it with Sting, we've seen it with Shawn Michaels, we've seen it with a whole bunch of other people. So I think also Ric Flair. Um, I think I'd be shocked if Kurt Angle wins, um, but. I got Baron Corbin for some reason. I know you don't like him, but who do you have, Kurt Angle or Baron Corbin? I have Baron Corbin winning. I think there's going to be a lot of happy endings on this show. I don't think this is going to be one of them. Uh, they, I just don't see as many baby faces going over as we would like to see. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's going to lose, it's going to be Kurt Angle. He's retiring. Uh, Baron Corbin could, I guess, quote-unquote benefit from beating Kurt Angle. Uh, the match, I don't see that being that good at all. If, if Kurt Angle and Chad Gable won't have a great match, I can't imagine Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin would have a great match either. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think Angle loses here. He's on his way out. He's been winning a lot going to WrestleMania, which to me means he's losing on his way out. He's losing to Baron Corbin. So that's what I see happening. And do you, do you think maybe that's why they don't have John Cena in this match? Because if, if he was to get the win, over Kurt Angle maybe they just didn't want that to happen because you know if, if I'm going to give the rub to somebody why would Kurt Angle give the rub to John Cena who is a fucking established veteran already so maybe it could lead, lead into something where Baron Corbin takes this and, and does bigger things from that so that's why I think one he's in this match and two I think that's why he'll win 
Maybe. I mean, I think they were planning on Corbin the entire time. I think it had little to do with that just because they've been doing this thing with Corbin for like almost a year now. So it's not like it came out of nowhere and they were like chasing for an opponent. They were running around trying to find an opponent for Kurt Angle. This has been in the works for a while because it technically does make sense from a storyline standpoint. I just, I just don't want to see it because I think Kurt Angle could have a better opponent on his way out. Um, I don't think it's always about giving someone the rub. Yeah, in most cases, I would argue that. In this case, it doesn't really matter. I think giving... Okay, here's a perfect example. Did Ric Flair really have to give anybody the rub on his way out when he retired 11 years ago? He lost to Shawn fucking Michaels, who had been in the company for yeah. you know two decades by that point. He didn't need to give the rub to anybody. In fact, in fact, on Ric Flair's retirement tour, he faced MVP. Mr. Kennedy, Umaga, all these people that were up and comers at the time that he could have lost to and given them a big rub, but it wasn't about the rub. It was about having a great match and a great story on the way out. And that's exactly what we got. And people don't argue, well, Sean, you know, he needed the rub. He, why, the, he didn't need the rub. Why the fuck was it him? You know, it was a great match. And it didn't really matter who he got the rub or not. I think Kurt Angle could have been the same thing. He's had a celebrated, iconic career. He doesn't need to be facing a quote-unquote young guy. And if he was, there's plenty of other options than Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, yes, could take this and run with it. Mm -hmm. But the issue is that he's just not that good. So I feel like if they were going to do that, they would have pushed him already uh, like to main event status, which they had the opportunity to do a couple years ago. But all the start and stop pushes this guy's gotten has caused me to not care about him. And at this point, I feel like it's too little too late to start taking taking him seriously as a main event threat. So again, it could have some benefits, but um, I do think there are far better options than Baron Corbin in the spot. And for all those hoping that, Oh, maybe it's a swerve. They'll switch it up on Sunday. Yeah. It's very unlikely. They would have done so already. So I, I don't think that's happening. I do think uh, the match is happening as planned and it's going to be Baron Corbin going over. Well, there is a rumor that John Cena is supposed to have a match, you know, somewhere on the card. I've read somewhere that he is, you know, scheduled or penciled in to have a match at WrestleMania. Uh, just trying to figure out one if that's true. Two, who would it be against? Uh, that's that's not already fighting. Um, if there is a John Cena match on the card, there is again. There's no Kevin Owens. There's no Elias. There's no Taker. <laughs> I know you love that one. Um, Good. I'm glad. Who, who would John Cena fight at WrestleMania if indeed they'd find a, 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 a window of time to squeeze him in? I really don't know. I don't. I mean, unless that thing with Elias turns into an impromptu match, which would be A, a complete waste. B, we literally saw the same thing last year. Cena interrupted Elias before he faced Taker in the impromptu match. There's no reason for Cena to wrestle at WrestleMania. There really isn't. Um, it, it, it doesn't need to happen. There's no one that makes sense. Unless Kevin Owens comes out and complains or something, which even then, like, who cares? Just advertise it in advance in that case. So we don't need more matches on the Mania card. If he makes an appearance, that's cool. But at this point, if he's not facing Kurt Angle and he's just adding another match to the card by being there, I have no interest. All right. Speaking of no interest... Um or low interest, uh, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns to a degree. Um, I don't know, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Again, you know, most are going to be happy that Roman Reigns is not in the in the main event for the title. Um, Drew McIntyre is as many is someone that many would say could be in the main event at some point, and um, you get these two 
you get these two guys together. They're going back and forth with the whole shield for quite some time. You know, Dean Ambrose is, you know, in the mix uh, with Drew McIntyre. And now you get Roman Drew McIntyre one-on-one at WrestleMania. Um, is, is this a match that one, is this one match that you are looking most forward to at WrestleMania, Graham? I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, uh, not really. I mean, there's a lot of matches on the show that have the potential to be good. And then other ones that could be like, holy shit, like steal the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sure if this match is one of them. Cause a lot, like I said, the better part of this build for WrestleMania has just not been strong. They could have done a lot better of a job of getting people excited for the show. Though I will say this match could be good if given the right time. Roman and McIntyre is not a match I'm overly excited for by any means, but I don't want you to think that I'm like, I think it's going to be like a dud or something. I think this could be along the lines of what we saw nine years ago at WrestleMania, um, like the equivalent to a WrestleMania 26, Triple H and Sheamus. It was like the seasoned guy versus the up and comer. Now, granted, McIntyre has been along has been along longer than uh, has been around longer than Roman Reigns, but I think of Roman as like Triple H in this case, and McIntyre is Sheamus. I don't think McIntyre is winning. Roman just came back from fucking cancer for God's sakes. I don't think he's losing. Um, but still, I think the match could be good. They've never had a one-on-one match before, so that alone should make this interesting. If they're motivated enough, this could be a real solid mid-card match at Mania. And I think Roman's winning. McIntyre, the only way I see him winning is if like Ambrose costs uh, Roman the match, which, again, hmm. maybe the next night on Raw, but not at WrestleMania. So I got Roman going over here. I got Roman as well. Very interesting to see what they do with Dean Ambrose at all. Um going forward because you know the rumor was that he might be out of here after Wrestlemania but then some might think it's a work so even that little plug um, does Dean make Roman win does Dean make Roman lose we don't know we'll find out but I think from an interesting standpoint I think that match could be um, one of the best on the card uh, I could be totally wrong <laughs> um, Shane McMahon and The Miz in a false count anywhere match so you have the best in the world Shane McMahon against the babyface Miz false count anywhere Um, I think this could be a match that if they want to start off red hot this this might be the opening match and uh, Shane has had a, has had an opening match before with AJ back at 33. So, what do you take on Shane the Miz? False count anywhere. Shane is the heel. Miz is the good guy. False count anywhere. Do you think it might even kick off WrestleMania? It could. Honestly, I could very well see this being. Um, the show opener to WrestleMania just because it has the potential to be a show stealer. I really have enjoyed this feud a lot more than I thought I would when it was first rumored a few months ago. It's a great spot for the Miz to be in. He's getting over as a babyface. Sheen is refreshing as a heel. So I, I really like this build a lot. The match could be good. Sheen, I think, shines in matches like this where it's false gun anywhere and it holds barred. Blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, I think the match is going to be good. It would be a good opener to the show. Mm. Uh, maybe akin to the Roddy Piper Gold Dust Hollywood backlot brawl many, many years ago where yeah. they kind of take the fight all around the arena as opposed to just like ringside and in the crowd for five minutes. Um, they could really get creative with this if they wanted to. I don't see a ton of time being devoted to it just because there's so many matches on this card. But, um, yeah, no, it should be good, though. And I think Miz, 
almost has to go over because why would you have Shane win? Shane has actually won at WrestleMania three different times. That's three more times than Bray Wyatt has won at WrestleMania, Randy. He won last year, <sighs> and he won, um, I think, many, many years back. He, I think he beat X-Pac at WrestleMania 14 or 15, and then he won again um, at some other re- – oh, 17, when he beat Vince McMahon. So he's actually three in – three and four maybe at wrestlemania or three and two i think it's three and two there's no reason for him to win here they can continue the feat if they want to there's really no need to but yeah i got miz winning yeah you know it'd be cool which i don't think they'll they'll do it because i maybe the attention may not be on it but let's say whenever that match happens first match or whatever they have it and they go out they go into into the into the arena in the stands in the hallways and then like they, they just say all right fuck it shane miz keep fighting by the by the popcorn stand and we're gonna and we're gonna start the following match so the following match is going on but at the same time you still got miz and shane going off in the bathroom and doing this and, and by, by by the 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 t-shirt stand so you have two matches going on at the same time because it falls kind of anywhere and then like when the when the main match is going on the ring finishes you go you 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 camera back to shane and miz still going at it not saying that's gonna happen all night i'm just saying maybe like a match or two or mm-hmm. segment or two you can have things going on simultaneously but I don't think that'll happen. I'm just saying. No, that's that's too creative. <laughs> they wouldn't they wouldn't go that route. Exactly. Oh uh, man. Um. All right. So I got the Miz. Who you got the Miz to? I got Miz going over here. Okay. So now we're down to. Uh. Okay. The AJ AJ Randy Orton. I think that's gonna be. Ver- I think that might be the match of the night. Uh. They've been cutting some great promos the last couple weeks. Um. You know, little little digs here and there to. Um. You know, Orton. Um. Evolution, him being the best, and him being uh, main events in WrestleMania. AJ with the whole TNA stuff and um, the indie work, and then AJ mentioned the drug stuff with Randy Orton. I thought I was like, oh, okay, now they're getting into some real shit on SmackDown. <laughs> and during during the Kevin Owens show, then they start brawling and everything. So I think that has that has the potential of like I think we mentioned before of how Orton CM Punk was at WrestleMania 27. Um, just just being like that highlight, you know, no titles, no no nothing, you know, for stake. But I think AJ, I want to say AJ wins because I I think Orton does not have a problem going uh, losing to AJ Styles. I think AJ losing at Mania may not be a good thing, but that's just me. I will go with AJ. AJ lost to to Jericho. He beat Shane and he beat Nakamura in his three Manias. So, um. I got AJ going over. Who you got? Yeah, it's tough to say. This one could very well go either way just because I, I think both guys have a good chance of going to Raw in the Superstar Shakeup. Mm-hmm. Maybe even both, actually. They've both done everything imaginable on SmackDown, and I think we're in for like a big shakeup for, for Raw and SmackDown, actually, come after WrestleMania just because they're moving to Fox in, in October. They want to get some big names in that show. SmackDown is already stacked. But honestly, I think Roman Reigns is SmackDown bound. They're going to put SmackDown, uh, or Roman Reigns on SmackDown, AJ Styles on Raw. So uh, if he's moving to Raw, does he really need to win on his way out? I would say no. Um, I don't know. I mean, Orton got the best of him on Monday. AJ won last year. He won the year before. Orton last won two years ago as well when he beat Bray Wyatt for the WWE title. 
I think there's going to be a lot of, again, Cinderella stories on this show where, like, the good guys go over. If there's any match that the bad guy go over, this one wouldn't really... I mean, I think AJ benefits more from the victory because Orton's established. He doesn't get hurt any by a loss, um, isn't damaged whatsoever. But I think Orton wins here just because you got to even out the card a little bit more than that with more baby faces or more heels going over. And if there's any match to do that with, it would be this one. So I'll go off on a limb and say Orton wins here. Hmm. Okay. You got Randy. I got AJ. We're down to... Okay, let's go to Triple H and Batista. No holds barred. If Triple H loses, he must retire from in-ring competition. So that right there tells you he's going to win. Um, but this... The build for this was very recent. Um, Batista come back and or comes back and he attacks Ric Flair. And we haven't seen Ric Flair since, which I felt they could have used more of that into the storyline as opposed to just, um, you know, uh, Batista's lawyers are involved with the letter Hunter tried to get from his pocket. And I like I like Batista saying, Hunter kissed my ass. I like that. Very short and uh, simple. That he had the promo in, in his office a few weeks ago. So the build has been kind of up and down. It, it started off crazy hot. Um, but now we have, I, I, I'm assuming win or lose this is going to be batista's final match with the company um that's just me so that's why i think hunter's gonna win but i think the bill could have been a lot better um so i got triple h going over drax who you got <laughs> yeah no same i got um blade what was his name in blade i don't remember but yeah he was in blade and then obviously batista is drax so the clash of superheroes here um yeah triple h is obviously winning his career is on the line we saw the same shit six years ago in the exact same fucking arena when he faced brock lesnar he didn't lose then he's not gonna lose now mm -hmm. and also to be honest with you triple h might be due for a victory at wrestlemania yeah um, he hasn't won since 31 when he beats sting which was a dumb outcome before that he had lost at 31 at 29 he's won like every other year i think but he's due for a victory after doing the job for roman seth ronda rousing kurt angle last year you know it makes sense for him to win um batista he's already said he's it's a one and done he's here to put over triple h lose to him you know uh i don't know what the right term would be but like um a pass the torch kind mm -hmm. of thing after after triple h put him over a decade ago i, I don't know pay it forward is what batista yeah. said pay it forward and uh yeah, I don't know if you're really paying it forward for a guy that's been in the business for over 30 years, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, Triple H wins here, LOL, and that's about it. I think the match could be good, though. I'm looking forward to the match. I like Batista. Going to be great to see him live. But, uh, yeah, Triple H wins, no doubt. Yeah, I think it being uh, no hose barred makes it, you know, so that you and the fans are not like, oh, my God. Batista's not a good worker. He can't do a suplex. He can't. He can't sell. And you know, no holds barred is pretty much you know all, all hands on deck. And um, you know what a loser Triple H has been. What a loser he hasn't won in so long. What a what a fucking loser Hunter's been. <laughs> um, I got him going over, and I just you know you know to hopefully. Batista can you know do a little thing on on Raw, a little farewell kind of thing. Unless unless he's out. Then that's pretty much it. We got three more matches, and now we're down to. Hmm. All right, let's go with Brock and Seth for the Universal Title. I got Brock Lesnar. I just don't see Seth winning. I, I I don't think the build has been there, even from the Royal Rumble to now. It's been 
promos from Paul Heyman. It's been promos from Seth Rollins. Like, I'm going to do it for you fans. We're going to do it together. And this, and, you know, you just kind of, you know, rewind four years ago when Seth was just the ultimate heel and just doing whatever he wanted. And now you just like just pandering to the crowd. And yeah, we're going to. We're going to slay the beast, and this is our time, and we don't want Brock here no more. And it's like, uh, okay, so that's the bill? Like, what? what is yeah. the bill for Seth and Brock Lesnar? Brock don't say shit. Paul Heyman's always talking. Um, Seth scared Paul Heyman last week. Like, what are we doing here? That's why I'm like, I think Brock is going to have that belt maybe – you know, it's so funny, Graham. We always say it every year. Ah, uh, Brock's gonna have it to Mania. Then he's gonna, you know, SummerSlam, and he still got the fucking belt. And I think at the WrestleMania, he'll, he'll still have it. I think so as well. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think Rollins winning was a guarantee a few months ago, but now with where we are with Kofi and Becky and Triple H winning, I I don't see Rollins winning. I don't. Um, I don't think they would have. I don't know. I don't think they would book three happy endings for three big matches on the same show. I just don't. So Rollins loses. He'll likely get another title shot, win it at another pay-per-view in like fucking Saudi Arabia or some dumb shit like Roman Reigns did. It's literally Groundhog's Day with what we saw last year with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And you got to strike while the iron is hot. I don't know if it'll mean as much many months down the road. And I hate the fact that Brock is still champion, but he's going to walk out of WrestleMania for the third consecutive year as mm-hmm. universal champion. I have no doubt about that at this point. I think Rollins winning is a very good possibility, but people saying that it's a guarantee are just short-sighted because they don't realize what we saw last year when Roman was like, oh, a guarantee to win at WrestleMania. He didn't. So what's stopping yep. them from having Lesnar win this year? And after Rollins stood tall in Monday's Raw, that to me was a sign, okay, Brock's retaining. Mm-hmm. Like it's not always the case. But that to me, I don't know. You hit the curb stomp. It really, they really made it look like Rollins is not winning on Sunday, which fucking sucks. But <laughs> that just, it's what it is. So I agree. I think Rollins or uh, Rollins loses and Lesnar retains. I gotta ask you, um, as far as okay, one, two, three. So let's say twelve matches are, are are on the official card. Where do you where do you think they put Brock and Seth? Is it more towards the end? Is it right dab in the middle? Um, we know it's you know it's it, it, it's not the main event, but do you think they'll have it closer to that match where it'd be like all right Brock and Seth, and then the main event, or it's Brock Seth Daniel Bryan Kofi then the main event, or do you think they want like its own little spot right dab in the middle, or do you think, kind of fast forward here, they put the Daniel Bryan Kofi Kingston match in the middle, so that it's not too congested with like the main event and stuff like that. Yeah, just based off my predictions alone, I mean, obviously we know the women's match is closing, so I think they'll have Kofi and Bryan between those three main events. I think they'll have Kofi and Bryan on first, and then um, this Rollins and Lesnar. Because you kind of have to bookend, like you have to get the happy ending, the disappointing ending, and then the big, you know, ending with Becky winning. I'm spoiler alert, but that's my prediction. So I think that's that that's going to be the lineup. I don't know where Triple H and Batista falls. Probably in the middle, which isn't all that surprising for people saying, "Oh, Triple H will put himself near the end." I mean, him and Sting went on like third a couple years ago, so it's not really all that out of the question whatsoever. I mean, I think they went on third or fourth last year too. So yeah, that's the way I see it playing out. Um. Yeah, I think I think it could be in the middle, um, for Brock and Seth. 
for the Daniel Bryan, Kofi, and I had a thought last night. Hey, you know, what if they just started off hot? Daniel Bryan, Kofi, world title, and boom, right out the gate, Kofi wins and you just start off all happy and shit, which I know they won't do. Um, I mean, they did start off Daniel Bryan and Sheamus one time uh, first uh, at WrestleMania 28 when Daniel Bryan was champion, I think. Um, so, yeah, you never know, but I think it's going to be tough where they where they place these matches. I actually because that's what happened with AJ and Nakamura last year. Where it, it was for the world title, and they kind of got sandwiched into that maybe second half near the end kind of portion. And by the time you got to that, the crowd was pretty much tired, and either that or they just weren't into the match. That's why it's very key of where you put Brock Sev, where you put Daniel Bryan, Kofi, um, and, 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 and these kind of matches. No, definitely. By the end of the show, after seven hours of watching wrestling, if not more, mm-hmm. they're going to be exhausted by the end of the night. So um, I, I really hope they can produce an exciting enough match you know, to get the crowd invested in the action, because if not, they're going to die at death. So hopefully they can they can do that. But yeah, it's really all a matter of what they have go on where, because after Kofi wins, likely, then how do you follow that up? You know, it's going to be people are going to be like, oh, that's it. Like the, 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 the night is peaked with this point. So they really got to space this out wisely to make sure they don't peak too early on the show. All right. So since we're, since we're on it, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston for the world title. Uh, I, uh, man, I kind of see a scenario where Kofi wins and then like, I wouldn't say right on SmackDown, I would say a month later, which would be what? Money to bank. I think Money in the Bank is the next pay-per-view. There was rumored to be a Saudi Arabia show in early May, but I think it's since yeah. been like postponed. So yeah, I think Money in the Bank in mid-May. So I see a scenario where Kofi wins, and then maybe Daniel Bryan gets the title back at Money in the Money in the Bank. I'm not, I'm not trying to shortchange Kofi's title run, but I think he gets the feel-good moment at WrestleMania, which is well-deserved. But... I think Daniel Bryan could, not should, I think he could get the belt back at Money to Bank. Maybe, matter of fact, we both have Kofi winning. But then now the question is, how long do you think he has the title for? Not long. I mean, I could see it happening for a few months. Hopefully not two days. I said that a few no. weeks ago. But at, th- at this point, I think it's got to it's gotta last a while, at least on Money in the Bank. Um, it depends who they have lined up for him after WrestleMania. A continuation of the feud with Brian works, but then where do you go from there? Like, does he face Randy Orton or Samoa Joe? The issue with that is that we've already seen him beat both of those guys in the gauntlet matches. So do they really make sense as compelling challengers for Kofi? It's hard to say because we're getting a superstar shakeup soon. We could get someone from Raw and SmackDown to challenge Kofi and beat him for the belt, not Brian. Anything can change in the next month and a half. But, um, yeah, no, it should be a good time. It should be a great match. I do think Kofi has to win here. It's not a matter of that the fact that he has to win because um, they could mm-hmm. always postpone. They're still money in the bank. Right. He's got to win now because if they don't strike while the iron is hot, they're fucking themselves over because they have caught lightning in a bottle here. 
inadvertently with Kofi Kingston as a main event player waiting till money the bank when the crowd isn't nearly as hot and it's in Connecticut like I'm going to poop my own ho- I'm going to poop on my own home state here it's not going to be nearly as good of a reaction if Kofi wins in Connecticut compared to a Wrestlemania so hopefully Kofi wins here and then after that hopefully he can hold on to it for at least a month and a half or so yeah, that's what they have that's what they're going to have money in the bank in, in Connecticut Ew. in Hartford yep oh boy home of Wrestlemania 11 um <laughs> Now I'm gonna ask you. Kofi wins, right? You know me. I like I like doing weird creative shit, right? Of if course. he if he wins, does are we just having the new day, just all happy and you know celebratory and all that, and they go to the back and we do the and we do the the following match or while we have the high of the feel good moment. Do we do like a thing where Big E and and, and Xavier have Kofi like on their shoulders, raising them up with the belt, and they do like the evolution shit where just like bam, drop them, like because I, nah. I, 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 I listen at some point they 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 gotta go to that. They gotta go to where Kofi is, is the good guy, but now the new day turn on him. They, I mean. When I say they got to, I don't think it's like that much of mandatory, but I think where else can you go with that? Because they can feel like, yeah, you got your title shot because of us. We had to win the gauntlet match, right? And you had a gauntlet match and you lost. And you lost at Chamber. So they, they storyline-wise, there is a good reason why the dude they could feel a certain way like yeah you're the, you're, you're the champion but what about us without us you ain't here at Wrestlemania so I don't think they do it at Mania I think they do it at some point but 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 Grant that'll be such a fucking holy shit like how you gonna have your man win the title and then turn on him the same night like come on man that that's that's perfect right there Nah, they got to give Kofi his moment. Uh, they really do. They got they got to wait on that. I know what you're saying. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I just think it'd be way too rushed to do that. Because then that way, if you do that, then Randy, then you have to do Piggy and Kofi coming out of the pay-per-view. But I think there's other things you could do before getting to that point. I think they got to exhaust Kofi as a main event star before getting to the New Day splitting up. I, th- I would say later this year. I think it'd be a mistake to pull the trigger on that so soon when there's so much more you could do before then. I feel like it's just leaving a lot of money on the table. And right um, when you when so, you put it that way, there is a thing where they could go back to Kofi and Daniel Bryan just for a little bit longer before they do that. Yeah, I mean that's possible. I'm not saying that. I just think to do it on WrestleMania. Yeah, I feel like it would be way too soon. They, you got you got to let it breathe for a little while. But uh, I mean, then again, I thought the same thing when they had Kevin Owens turn on Sami Zayn the same night that he won the NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. That turned out to be one of the best stories they ever told. So, honestly, I, that's NXT. That's not the main roster. Right. That's different. So, uh, I don't know. But I, I would personally wait a little while before doing that. All right. Then we have the main event of WrestleMania 35. Winner take all triple threat match for both the Raw and SmackDown women's title. First ever all-women main event at WrestleMania. Ronda Rousey, the Raw champion, Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown champion, and Becky Lynch. Uh, it, it seems to be the handwriting on the wall for quite some time that Becky's going to win this win, you know, this match at WrestleMania. She won the Rumble, and then there's been, there's been 
twists and turns of how to get this story to where we at now. I think it's been a, um, it's been some good, but it's been some bad of of how we got to this point. We sold on Monday with the whole thing with the scenario of a tag match, and if they touch each other during a tag match, and the, the person will forfeit them their, their spot in the match. The match is over. Ronda attacks Charlotte. They go crazy. Security, who does a really a fucked up job of doing security, trying to hold them back. And they go through cop cars. We got broken windows. We got um, Charlotte kicking Ronda in, in, in the face while she has her head out the car. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff going on, at, you know, for the go-home show of Raw. Very exciting. Um, but now we get to WrestleMania 35 in the main event. Uh, I want to ask you this. If it wasn't winner take all, did you still have Becky winning this match? And now with it being winner take all, do you still have Becky winning this match? I do. Um, I think Becky Lynch wins regardless. Ronda Rousey's rumored to be taking time off after Mania. I don't believe she's advertised for any WWE events after the off to WrestleMania. So I'd put the belts on. I'd put both belts on Lynch. They can keep the belts unified, keep them separate, whatever. I would keep them separate, but they can unify them for a bit if they want to, or do like a dual champion type thing where they don't get one belt, but they um, you know, they have her defend both belts at various times, which I think would be pretty cool on both brands. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this match. I think it's going to be great. Becky just makes the most sense to win. You got to strike while the iron is hot. Like I said earlier, they've already cooled off Becky considerably since the rumble. So it'd be dumb to not have her win here. Cause that would damage her even more. So if Ron is leaving, so she's not winning, likely leaving. And then Charlotte having her win would just be a massive kick in the nuts. I just don't see why you would do that when Becky's the person to run with right now, Charlotte, She's already a champion. She doesn't need to be a dual champion. Mm-hmm. Having Becky chase her, dude, been there, done that. We've seen that a million times. They got to have Becky win and move on from this whole fucking story. Go back to Becky and Ronda down the road one-on-one. There's nothing wrong with that. But Becky and Charlotte, I'm, I'm done with this. They got to move Becky to Raw, move her away from Charlotte, and um, just do something new coming out of WrestleMania because they've, they've you know just buried this into the ground since August. They've been nonstop feuding since August. So hopefully we can have Becky win and we can all move on from there. Are you a fan of them unifying the belts? I'm not, um, just because I know both divisions are kind of in the toilet right now. But that being said, I just think there's too much talent that would not be getting opportunities if there was only one women's title, especially if we still have the brand split. So I wouldn't unify the belts. I would rather keep them separate. And... um you think Ronda's just taking time off? She's not really leaving the company, you think, right? No, no, she'll be back. Yeah, she'll definitely be back. I think she signed up a contract through, like, you know, next few years anyway. So, that being said, I think it'd be stupid to assume that she'd be gone for, a, like, you know, years. Right. I think she'll only be gone maybe for a few weeks, months, maybe till SummerSlam, who knows. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's a permanent leave of absence whatsoever. Right. Um... Well, you know, for, for WrestleMania, I think um, it should be good. You know, sometimes we go through a card. They'd be like, oh, I don't know about this match and I don't know about that match. But, like, for example, we had WrestleMania 31 happen a few years ago. And we were kind of like, you know, the build wasn't there. And some of these matches were, eh. But when it happened, when it played out, you, people look back at 31 and like, oh, man, WrestleMania 31 is really like a top five seven eight kind of wrestlemania and they they, they you know they could shock us all with how they um 
plan everything out, how everything unfolds. Um, and even with the builds, you know, going back to 31, the build, like I said, wasn't, you know, they weren't there. And even last year, some builds weren't there. Now, is it going to be seven, eight hours? I really hope not. And I think, you know, with them having the network, they can really just go off whenever they want to, as opposed to the regular uh, pay-per-view time frame they had back in the day. But I hope you're not at WrestleMania 35 for, for seven, eight hours, Grant. I know it's going to be, hopefully it'll be somewhat warm enough in the 60s. And, um, you know, hopefully you enjoy it. But I know you'll be at NXT on Friday, right? I will be. I'll be at TakeOver Friday, G1 Supercard Saturday, Mania nice. Sunday, and Raw on Monday. So real quick, we're NXT TakeOver. We got the War Raiders against Aleister Black and Ricochet, who will also be at WrestleMania for the NXT Tag Team titles. Uh, do you think Black and Ricochet walk into WrestleMania as the NXT Tag Team Champions? No way. Yeah, I think they're done with NXT, so I think we see a War Raider successful title defense here. All right, I'll go with that. Pete Dunne against a guy named Walter. <laughs> yeah, no, if you watch NXT UK, you would know this guy is great, but uh, it's going to be a real good match. I think it's time for Pete Dunne to drop the belt. He's held it for like two years now, no joke. So, yeah, I would uh, I would have uh, Walter win and move Pete Dunne to the main roster. Oh, the, the, <laughs> the great Walter. Um you know what is it with everybody again i don't know if walter was the full name or if he had a name that it got dropped like you know um like ali and andrade yeah andrade like i don't know man now now you just ali like i don't know why they dropping the names i really i really don't know so are we, are we gonna call john cena just john from now on like come on man it's just oh god what about bobby Roode or bobby lashley just call him bobby just call him you know, bob <laughs> yeah um Velveteen Dream against Matt Riddle for the NXT North American Championship. You know I'm a, I'm a big fan of Velveteen Dream, so I will go with him over Matt Riddle. Who you got? Uh, I like both guys. Unless they're moving Velveteen Dream to the main roster, I would keep the belt on Dream. This one could go either way. Mm-hmm. I'll say Dream retains, though. Shayna he ba- just won the belt in January. Yeah. Shayna Baszler. Io Shirai. How do you say that? Io Io Shirai. Shirai, there you go. And Bianca Belair and Kyrie Sane. Fatal four-way, another fatal four-way match for the <laughs> NXT Women's Championship. Do you think it's time for Baszler to drop that belt? Or do you think she retains? No, yeah, I think it's time for her to drop it unless they're keeping her in NXT for a little longer, which I would assume they're calling her up after WrestleMania to kind of replace Ronda Rousey on the Raw roster. Um, I would take the belt off of her and I would give it to Io Shirai. Um, Bianca Belair and Zayn have already got their shots and lost. This is Io Shirai's first shot of the gold. I think she's winning here. And the main event, I think the main event, will be Johnny Gargano against Adam Cole. Two out of three falls for the vacant NXT championship. Um, I want to go with Adam Cole. I'm tired of these Garganos and Chompers. And I, wa- I-, I-, I want to see Adam Cole with the belt. I think... You never know. They might move Gargano up. You never know. Doesn't really matter to me. But I got Adam Cole winning on Friday. Who you got? 
Yeah, I got Adam Cole winning too. I think Gargano winning would be an amazing moment. Don't get me wrong, but I think he it's more likely he gets called up after WrestleMania than it is him than it is him, you know, sticking around in NXT. And even if he doesn't go to the main roster, he can chase Adam Cole from here on on. Whereas, you know, from here on forward, whereas if Gargano wins, who do you have face him? Like he's already beaten Cole. He's already beaten almost everyone in NXT. There's really not much more to do there. So yeah, I would put the belt on Cole in the same building that he debuted at two years ago. So that's it. Uh, we got WrestleMania 35 weekend, 35 uh, MetLife on Sunday, NXT on Friday, a whole bunch of other events going on in the city um, from now until Sunday. Graham, hopefully you enjoy it. Have a good time. Uh, hopefully WrestleMania is entertaining enough for you to sit out there eight hours, seven hours plus. Are you, are you getting there for the pre-show as well or from the main card and, and, and up? I'll be there for the entire thing, hopefully, assuming traffic doesn't uh, screw me over. So, yeah, I'm hoping to be there for the entire pre-show and full show as well through the next week and a half. So, yeah, that's what I'm planning on. And then what? You're at Raw SmackDown, the Barclays, or? Just Raw. Um, I'll be sticking around in the area till Tuesday, but I'm not going to SmackDown. I was actually just at SmackDown a few weeks ago here in Connecticut, so I've got my fill of the blue brand. But, uh, yeah, I'll be at Raw on Monday, though, my first ever post-WrestleMania Raw, which I'm excited for. Nice. Um, Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, always uh, appreciated. You come me on the show. You can follow the show on Twitter. Well, not the show. Follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz. You can follow Graham at WrestleRant. You can download, rate, comment, and subscribe to the show on SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash Cruise Control Podcast, and also on iTunes, the two out of three falls shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. Graham, my man, have a good time at WrestleMania. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate it. I'll catch you down the road. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Adios. All right.